insurrection, obstruction, indictments, civilly liable for sexual abuse. The one man responsible for all that could be sitting in a prison cell on election day and still be elected commander-in-chief for these United States. That man is beholden to Putin, weakened NATO the last time around, and is currently tying himself to wealthy Saudi oil money. He enriched himself when government stated his property. He campaigned on wanting to use government to go after his political rivals and wants to expand executive power. If Donald Trump is re-elected, our nation is lost. So let's roll up our sleeves, get to work, and tell the MAGA folks, no more before it's too late. Join the conversation. It's 914-803-4131. It's 914-803-4131. Um, if you are listening in blog talk radio land, uh, please come on over to uh, either liberaldanradio.com, which is the YouTube channel, or twitch.tv uh, slash uh, liberaldanradio, which is the Twitch channel. Join us in the chat over there. Uh, and if you're going to call in, just leave your... Uh, your uh, first name and area code if you are calling in so I can know who you are and where you're calling from so we can do a little bit of call screening so we know so I know who I'm going to when I go to the calls uh, otherwise if you want to leave comments questions etc um, at in the uh, either of the chats I will try and get to them as soon as I can um, to support the show you can always uh, follow on Twitch subscribe on YouTube that's always free if you have Amazon Prime you can also subscribe to my Twitch channel for free uh, using the free uh, option to do it. Um, that is uh, always an option. I think it's a little harder to do on an iPhone, but you need a browser to do it instead. Uh, you could also gift subs on Twitch. You can gift memberships or, me or become a member on YouTube as well or do super chats, super stickers, etc. cetera. Uh, you can also... Uh, and more, most importantly, like videos on YouTube, comment on the videos on YouTube, share them with your friends, respond to other people's comments over there, get the algorithms up so that we're trying to chase the next level, which is getting to a thousand, if we get to a thousand subs over on YouTube and we can get the 4,000, which we're close, we're about 200 hours in the last year, um, which was, we were at 3,000, we need to be at 4,000. We got 800 <coughs> net hours watched gained in the last two months, so we'll get to we'll get to the next 200 soon. Thank you for this for Nerd Misha for the subscribe subscription with Prime. Appreciate you. Um, we uh, uh, we'll get to the we'll get to the we'll hit the 4,000 I think sooner, but then we'll get the 1,000 subs. So. Uh, if, you have, if you haven't subbed over to the YouTube channel, please remember to go do that as well. Um, you can also support the show by buying me a cider. Go to liberaldan.com, click the Buy Me a Cider button, 
or you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash radio and buy me a coffee over there. Same thing. Um, Venmo me, Liberal Dan uh, as well. Um, several of the options over there. But lots of different ways to do it for free, um, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about today. Uh, lots of interesting things going on in the news. Uh, of course, uh, the, the show title is, uh, you know, Ding Dong, the Mitch is gone. He's not gone from this. He's not going to be gone from the Senate overall, but Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is no longer going to be Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell as he steps down from his leadership position. He will no longer be the Republican leader of the Senate. Uh, they're going to have a new, uh, new elections and, uh, you know, it's about time that he that he you know he he steps down. He's he's been fairly useless when it comes to swaying any sort of you know swing over there. Uh, he he can't do anything because you know the ridiculous people in the house have pretty much neutered him, neutered the turtle. Um, but I guess uh, since he is a turtle, I guess he would be slow to do anything, right? Uh, so. Even though I won't be able to say Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell for, for much longer, I'll still be able to say Senator McConnell from, uh, was it, North Carolina? <coughs> so I'll still be able to say that until he's gone from officially from office. But uh, let's see. My volume is low. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It seems to be... I mean, let me check my sound settings. Open Vine Mixer. It, it's possible that the Vine is low. Output device, no. Let's see. Let's check the other one. Sound settings. Sound, we're coming from the microphone. Yep, that would be it right there. There you go. For some reason... I don't know why, but the my computer likes to change my my volume from a, a, for some reason. I don't know why that changes all the damn time. So that should be better at this point. We'll see. Thank you for letting me know, Aaron. <coughs> Excuse me. And again, pardon the cough. I did catch a flu, catch the flu on the cruise that I was on two weeks ago. And while I have the while I do have a you know, I'm over the flu. I do have tend to have a lingering cough after the cruise. Um, whenever I have some sort of res respiratory infection, I will tend to have a lingering cough for at least a month. So I have lots of fluids with me today as well. Anywho. So, yeah, so I, I had just turned on the TV and all of a sudden I was about to leave. Uh, I had flipped on MSNBC and I was about to leave to go pick up some food because uh, the kiddos had wanted some fast food today. Um, and all of a sudden I saw something about Mitch McConnell and then it went off the screen real quick. I'm like, what? And then I saw it back on. I was like, Mitch McConnell, I thought he was resigning overall. And I was very excited. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, no, he's just he'll be stepping down from his leadership position. And I'm like, oh, well, not, it's not as exciting as I want. But, you know, well, I'll take what I can get. However... Um, yeah, I mean, if, if you can't, you know, 
he's still an idiot because he's still the one that was, you know, as soon as Obama gets elected, uh, before he even takes office, he's one of the ones responsible of, of forming this group to make sure that nothing that he can do, that, that nothing he wants to get passed gets passed. So there's that. But then there's also the simple fact that even now when, when he wants to get stuff done, like, you know, um, funding for Ukraine, because as dumb as Mitch McConnell is, as horrible as Mitch McConnell is, even he understands the necessity of standing up to Vladimir Putin. Even he understands why we need to make sure that Ukraine doesn't get run over. He has no sway over the, the crazies in the house. So you can't, you can't, you can't get anything done because the crazies took over the house. So if you can't, if you can't have any sway over the Republicans and the other, and the other, in the lower house, then what good does he do? What, what good is he as a Republican in Congress? Of course, who's going to take over for him? Who, who is, who is going to, who is going to be better? Who's going to be able to talk some sense into anybody? I don't think it's possible to talk some sense. The only solution is to make sure that the Democrats take over, that they take over the House in the fall or in January, technically, but they win the elections in the fall, which means most likely that the Democrats also then have to make sure that Joe Biden wins re-election in the fall. And while there are lots of people who are cautiously optimistic about that happening, uh, I, I'm, I try to not be too optimistic because I don't want to count any chickens before they hatch. And you have people like in Michigan. If you pay attention to my YouTube channel, if you subscribe to my YouTube channel, if you, you know, I, I have my, if you watch the show on Monday, I have my Fat Man Ranch that I made that I posted that went live yesterday that talks about the it's a 20 minute long fat man rant uh, that talks about my issues with some of the michigan voters and how they're they voted uncommitted um if you want to watch the full 20 minute long video uh, you can please feel free to do so please feel free to share it uh, because i think some of the people who are who went to push the uncommitted button or what have you are, are missing a lot of important arguments when it comes to why they were voting uncommitted. Uh, but uncommitted didn't even hit 15%. <coughs> and an important thing to realize is that, you know, you might think, oh, that's, that's bad. Right? They, even, they even hit 13.2%. They got two delegates. Isn't that terrible? Isn't that terrible for Biden? That uncommitted hit 13.2%. Um, I think, what is it? Let me let me let me pull it up real quick. Uh, 2012 Michigan Democratic primary results. Should have pulled that up first, but 2012 of Michigan Michigan Democratic primary results. I mean, even then, when you didn't have the issue of, of you know Israel and Hamas and everything, and people disenfranchised with um, you know, Biden's, you know, out there, you know, trying to make Biden a one-term president because they're upset with how he's handling Netanyahu. Um, uncommitted back then got, te got almost 11% anyway. So, so there's always, there's always this uncommitted vote that's out there. 
So if in 2012, uncommitted gets 11, almost 11%, and this year they got, what, 13.2. So they got, was it 10.69 or 10.7? So they got 11.7, 12 so They got two and a half percentage points higher this year than, than in 2012, the last time we were in a similar situation with an incumbent Democratic president. So can we really say that that's a huge deal in the grand scheme of things? I don't think so. Um, I mean, you do have the Marianne Williamson vote. That's 3%. You have Dean Phillips got 2.7. I mean, Biden got 81% versus Biden, Obama's um, 89%, which, I mean, so, so Biden didn't get less than Obama. But again, Obama wasn't facing any challengers, and he has these two token challengers, whatever. But I think part of the problem here is, as I talked about on Monday, again, is that people have a myopic view of what's going on with the Israel-Hamas situation. And I don't want any more innocent Palestinians dying that, you know, that need to. No, no more innocent Palestinians should die, but no innocent Ukrainians should die either. No innocent other members of NATO should die. No innocent Americans should die. And too many will die if Donald Trump takes back over this country. And they, they don't see that. They don't see the existential threat. All right. I believe we are live. Let's see. We're live on Twitch, maybe? Let's see. There we go. Let's see. do come on there we go did we start modify some reason that's not going all right hold on let's stop again i don't know i'm back on twitch but i'm not back on youtube so i don't know what's going on here so let's 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 go to my channel yeah the youtube side is missing Let's go back to go live on YouTube. I had an internet hiccup at home, so.
and once once we're back on the YouTube side. All right, live chat and start. Why is this not start? Start all. All right, I may have to stop the Twitch again. Hold on. Let me start start Twitch one more time. I'll be back in a second. I think we got both going now. I think here we go. There we go. And here is the link to the YouTube in case it needs to be shared in the old stream or whatever. People should be able to <coughs> slow back into it. So there we go. We are now connected on both. Yay. <coughs> Swallowed down the wrong <coughs> Hold on. <coughs> that wasn't good. That was going to be a super loud cough, I could tell, so I just had to shut down the audio on that one. That was not good. I don't even remember where I was. I was somewhere talking about Mitch McConnell. Uh, maybe Southern Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. For some reason, my volume got adjusted down again. I don't know why. But, anywho, here we go. Yeah, for some reason, my internet at home hiccuped. And I just saw everything just go, and I'm like, oh, great. Blog Talk Radio went down, had to reconnect everything again, so at least we're better off than we're, than we were with Cox Cable, COX Cable, so yeah, technical difficulties, but it's cheaper than Cox Cable, and it's actually better than Cox Cable was, so hey, you know. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Anywho, <laughs> we were talking about the primaries. We were talking about how I think that the uh, people who are looking at and who are angry at Biden, I understand why they're angry. I understand that they're angry with how Netanyahu's responding. I understand that they want Biden to take a tougher stance with Netanyahu publicly, um, I think we were used to perhaps 
uh, how Donald Trump handled had handled diplomacy, which was just everything out in the open. And Biden likes to do things more discreetly, more diplomatically. Um, I think Biden understands that we have <clears throat> Israel is an ally, even though Netanyahu may not act like one. And Biden has been more con- condemning of Netanyahu's actions and how they're acting like conservatives and how they're 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 basically alienating their allies in the way that they are acting. And he's basically saying, look, you need to stop it. Biden is pushing. He used the word ceasefire yesterday when he was getting ice cream. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But the idea, again, that somehow things are going to be better or the same under Trump is absurd. Things are going to get much, much worse under Trump. And if they can't see that, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, they're willing to put so many other people at risk by by helping Trump get elected. And yes, if you live in a state that matters and you don't actively make sure that Trump doesn't win, you're helping Trump get elected. I don't buy this argument from them that by by some people who are to the left of me, and I'm, I'm fairly leftist, I don't buy the argument that if your vote for a third party or if you don't vote or whatever, that you're not part of the problem because you didn't vote for Trump. No, if you didn't vote against Trump by voting for the candidate who can beat Trump, there's only one candidate who can beat Trump, and that's Joe Biden. If you don't vote for Biden, you're helping Trump win. And that's that's the bottom line. That's the end of the story. There's no other way you can put it. So there's a longer video about that on liberaldayandradio.com, which is the link to the YouTube channel. Go check it out. Share it with your friends. Make sure that they see it. Make sure that they share it. Again, and make sure they subscribe to the channel because that's the best way that we grow. Um, Human being with Michigan Republicans vote for Donald, Donald Trump or Donald J. Trump or Dr. Detroit. I don't know. I mean, there's there's that other issue. There's the other side of that coin, which is you have a large chunk of Republicans who who are not going to vote for Donald Trump in the fall. So maybe that's what maybe that's what the Biden team is hoping that yes, you might have a group of Democrats or liberals or leftists who maybe voted for him in the last election who might not come out and vote for him this election, but you have a group of Republicans who are not going to vote for Trump now who may vote for Biden this election, and as such, um, that that's going to offset each other. I don't I don't know if that's what you want to rely on. You may want to. Make sure you get people from both columns. So it's 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 you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, as they say. So oh, one of the things I wanted to get to before I talked about everything and I forgot is is, is I want to talk about white trash Camelot. Uh, white trash Camelot is back in the news. I'm going to say white trash Camelot. I mean the Bobert family. Um, Grandma Bobert, Lauren, uh, her son, who just had a kid, uh, went on a, an alleged crime spree 
and is facing 22 charges uh, stemming from a string of alleged thefts and vehicle break-ins in Rifle, Colorado. Of course, it was in Rifle, Colorado. Where else would he be? I mean, gun nuts would obviously be in Rifle, Colorado. I mean, I'm surprised there's no Uzi or um, other farm of gun named Colorado that they would live in. Uh, he was taken into custody at 2.30 p.m., the Rifle PD said in a statement. The town of 10,000 sits in Colorado's third district, which Tyler's mom currently represents. The other three suspects were also arrested as alleged accomplices. The incident summary shows because the three are underage, their names have been redacted. However, they are listed as a 16-year-old white male, a 16-year-old white female, and a 17-year-old white female. In total, six victims are listed with their names and races redacted. The youngest is marked as a three-year-old. The oldest is 64. The rest range from 18 to 32. The details are slim. The specific items and forms of ID allegedly listed by Bobert remain unknown. One victim vehicle is listed in the incident summary as a 2008 Kia Sorento. In an email, the Rifle PD spokesperson said the investigation is ongoing and an affidavit accompanying the incident summary is not publicly available. The teen was hit with four felony counts of criminal prosecution of ID documents, multiple victims, one felony count of conspiracy to commit a felony, criminal possession of a financial device, first-degree criminal trespass of an automobile with intent to commit a crime, three counts of contributing to the delinquency of a minor, and three counts of theft under 300 bucks. I love my son Tyler. I love my son Tyler, who has been through some very difficult public challenges for a young man and the subject of attention he didn't ask for. Like, that's an excuse for him to commit crimes. Lauren Bobert said in a statement in the issue Wednesday, it breaks my heart to see my child struggling in this situation, especially when his, he has been provided multiple opportunities to get his life on track. I will never give up on him, and I will continue to be here for him. As an adult and father, Tyler will take responsibility for his actions and should be held accountable for poor decisions just like any other citizen. Unlike you, who is not being held accountable for your poor decisions like any other citizen, you know. Mrs. Uh, Handy in a theater. Um, da, 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 da. So, yeah. White Trash Camelot is alive and well. Yeah, Lauren called the Biden crime family. What? Yeah, exactly. Lauren Bober calls Bubba the Clown, refers to the Biden crime family. Meanwhile, uh, Bubba the Clown commits public acts of indecency in front of children in, at, at the uh, Beetlejuice play. Um, her ex-husband pled guilty uh, to flashing uh, minors at a uh, bowling alley. Uh, now her son is alleged to have committed multiple felonies. Uh, so, yeah, who's the crime family again, Bobo? Uh, sure as hell ain't the Bidens. And look, if Hunter Biden did commit crimes, you know, he, he may face prison time. And guess what? Joe Biden is not using his position as president to shield him. He's allowing the justice system, the Justice Department, to do their job and to take actions as they should. I guarantee to you. If Donald Trump Jr. was facing criminal charges, and while Donald Trump was president, he would not allow his Justice Department to 
take any actions against his son. Not one bit. He would use his position to not only uh, stop the Justice Department, he would have already departed him already. Simple as that. (laughs) Bobo is a rabid orc. (laughs) Yep. Hilarious. Anywho. All right, so if, if, if you're new to the show or if you hadn't been watching the show recently, um, back uh, when Louisiana held its elections, uh, we, uh, we talked about how when uh, Governor Landry uh, was elected, uh, replacing Governor John Bell Edwards, uh, one of the things uh, that I said is that now that we have a supermajority in the House and Senate in Louisiana, of Republicans and a Republican governor that you were going to see Louisiana and just how bad the state of Louisiana would get underneath total Republican rule. So Louisiana first was required to have a special session on redistricting because it was ruled that Louisiana's congressional districts were heavily gerrymandered and we needed to have a second majority-minority district. And they did that, shockingly enough. And we talked about that on the show. We talked about one of the people who jumped into the race, uh, who is somebody who I am not a fan of. Uh, we should have other people running for that position, not somebody who is a, uh, a has-been from times past with connections to old, dead, corrupt politicians. But after that special session, uh, the, the governor, uh, the, the new governor, called for another special session uh, that he wanted to uh, pass a bunch of tough-on-crime bills. Now, Louisiana has a weird sort of constitutional setup to where you have, like, one year you can do non-fiscal bills, and then the next year you do fiscal bills, and I'm not really sure why they set it up like that. Well, this is the year that you could, that in, in their regular session, you could have passed these bills. Right? There was no reason to have a session on for these bills right now, except for the fact that he's new and he's trying to ride his so-called popularity. So he wanted to call a special session to, to pass these bills immediately to ride that wave of popularity that he was elected on to make sure that he could get everything that he wanted to get passed immediately. So this is an example. These are some of the bills that are being passed uh, by the state of Louisiana. that are being sent to the governor's desk that the Louisiana Democrats have no ability to stop because again, the Republicans have fallen in line behind Jeff Landry and the Democrats don't have enough votes in the legislature to stop anything at this point. (coughs) So juvenile justice bills, uh, Louisiana legislators agreed to treat 17 year olds as adults in the criminal justice system. Uh, How the house voted 74 to 26 on Senate bill three. Um, It reversed uh, a, a bipartisan bill that was passed in 2016 that raised the age to 18. Uh, so previously, 
there was a bipartisan effort to raise the age to, of, of what should be considered as an adult. They've now lowered it back down to 17. Um, he, they, they've claimed that the, that the change had been abused and more 17-year-olds were sent to states undermanned juvenile facilities. Um, they, um, opponents of Quad's proposal said the district attorneys have the power currently to charge 17-year-olds as adults if they felt the crime was heinous enough. Um, now 17-year-olds aren't being charged as adults for all crimes, not just for particular crimes when the district attorneys felt that the crime was serious enough. So now it's every crime that a 17-year-old commits, they're treated as adults and not just specific crimes where the DA felt that the crime was heinous enough. Um, Democrat from Shreveport questioned how the proposal would reduce crime. Um, Cruz said that removing 17-year-olds from the juvenile system would lessen their influence on other youth, and it sends a message to adults uh, who he believes are teens to commit crimes for their benefit. Uh, but th again, a lot of these times, there's been a lot of stories where people have asked the questions of these legislators of, 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 for their information of where they have their information. And basically, the legislators are basically backing up uh, their opinions with, well, this is how I feel. And there, there's been no studies showing that what they're proposing has any validity behind them. It's just, we want to punish people who commit crimes, so therefore we're going to pass these tough-on-crimes bills. Um, Democrats tried to amend it, which would have required vocational, educational, and counseling services to 17-year-olds charged as adults to try and, you know, prevent recidivism. Uh, but it failed with Republican opposition. Um, reform advocates said they believe services are required by federal law, but of course, Republicans don't care about federal law requirements. Um, HB1 by Republican Tony Bacala uh, publicizes minute entries in juvenile justice records, allowing anybody to follow the progress of a case. Historically, juvenile records are sealed to protect minors' identities. Uh, Bacala's bill will give public access to juvenile court summaries, regardless of whether the defendant is found responsible for the crime. That's ridiculous. Uh, the legislation passed on a party line vote. Uh, it still requires House approval for Senate amendments. Um, this Republican from Shreveport argued that the bill would give valuable information to victims of violent crimes. Um, opponents raised concerns that measures could prevent those charged with crimes as minors from moving on from their past. Uh, do you think of a person has difficulty getting legal employment that could lead to a life of crime? Uh, House, the House also passed Senate Bill 4, which increases penalties and changes sentencing for certain juveniles on a 75 to 28 vote. Um, under the legislation, juveniles convicted of first-degree murder, second-degree murder, first-degree rape, and aggravated kidnap kidnapping were not allowed to have their sentences modified. Those found guilty of lesser offenses would have to serve at least half their time before sentencing changes can be considered. The proposal would add most crimes of violence, a list including 60 crimes, including rape, battery, and robbery, to the list of crimes not eligible for probation or suspension of sentence. So if you're a juvenile and you commit robbery, as a juvenile, you can't have your crime eligible for suspension of sentence as a juvenile. Absurd. Uh, juveniles who commit crimes of violence will be placed in secure confinement under the bill's provisions. Um, 
Files legislation also puts up requirements on juveniles to qualify for sentence modifications. They include no significant behavior violations, obtaining a high school diploma, participating in workforce shredding or low-risk designation, re-entry planning recommendation from the juvenile justice. Now, all that other thing sounds fine. If they would have just done that, I'd have no problem with it. But they didn't just do that. They did all the other crap, too. Uh, Louisiana also passed permitless carry. So if you're, uh, so now you can carry a concealed weapon if you're 18 years old. There's no requirements on any sort of training. If you're 18 years old, you can, you can permit, you can concealed carry a gun without a permit. There you go. With what they call constitutional carry. Um, they've argued that it would allow people to uh, defend themselves from criminals. Um, Mandy Landry, who we've had on the show, tried to pass multiple amendments to the bill to designate parades as gun-free areas and increase penalties for illegal carrying of a firearm. Um, Miguez's proposal does not eliminate concealed carry licenses. Gun owners can still opt to undergo the training to get the permit if they want to take advantage of reciprocal agreements with other states. Um, Democratic reps bunch of people and Joe Stagamy of Kenner voted against it. Gun owners with permits will also soon have an unprecedented level of immunity if they shoot and kill someone under legislation approved Wednesday. <coughs> the measure appears to be the first of its kind in the United States, basically um, basically allowing people to get away with killing people in, in I guess, self-defense, I suppose. Um Persons who hold concealed gun permits under most circumstances will be able to shoot someone without fear of being sued. The immunity would apply except in cases of gross negligence, intentional misconduct, or the commission of a crime that results in a felony conviction. Such immunity has never extended to non-government civilians in Louisiana, and no other states are known to have adopted such a law. Um, Miguez has argued that the bill would protect responsible gun owners from frivolous lawsuits, thereby encouraging them to use guns for self-defense and thwart criminals. Basically, you're basically almost deputizing everybody to shoot people um, if, you know, as long as you don't do so, quote, irresponsibly. But, of course, if you shoot the person, there's no person to question as to whether or not the person was responsibly killed or not because you've shot, in many cases, the only other witness there to be able to give uh, testimony as to what you what was the, what's the circumstances regarding the altercation that happened. And that's a lot of times why I feel that these conservatives are passing these laws is that they want to be able to shoot first and ask questions later. And they want to be able to make it so that they can get away with killing people. Because if they can shoot the person and therefore they don't have to worry about whether or not they can, they can't testify against you if they can give, you can kill them. House Bill 2 prohibits lawsuits against police officers for their actions while on duty, except in cases of criminal, fraudulent, or intentional misconduct. Um, its author was a formerly, formal deputy chief with the Ascension Parish Sheriff's Office. Of course he was. Um, other legislation approved. Senators from both parties approved HB 8, which enhances penalties for distributing drugs containing fentanyl designed or marketed towards children. No problem with that. Fine. Um, Unanimous appeal uh, by Beth Mizell of Franklinton, that's the one who our other friend of the show um, ran against. It allows prosecutors for prosecutors to bring rape charges against a suspect if photo evidence surfaces of the crime 
no matter how long ago the incident occurred, the same leeway that is given when DNA evidence emerges in rape cases. Again, I have no problem with that. Fine. Um, Senate Bill 10 from uh, Monroe, from Stuart Cathy from Monroe, um, made it more difficult for anyone convicted of killing a police officer or any first responder to earn good time while in prison to reduce their sentence. Fine. Um, what's left? Lawmakers are expected to get final approval on Thursday to a bill that would expand the methods in Louisiana for death row executions. The governor wants to add hydrogen gas and wants to resume electrocutions. Um, the fate of a bill to provide the executive branch more control over the state's public defender system has been uh, tempered from its original version. The current proposal would still allow the governor to appoint members to the state public defender's board. In addition to limiting parole opportunities, the legislators must also consider whether they want to put a restrictive lid on the number of court challenges individuals can bring after they've been convicted. Yes, they want to, the, the, the governor wants to reduce or eliminate people's ability to be paroled from prison, i.e., if you go to jail, you're stuck from jail, you're stuck in jail for the entire term, and or um, they want to limit the amount of challenges that you can make uh, while in prison, even if you have new evidence that comes forth against you. This is Louisiana, folks. This is. This is just the beginning of how Louisiana is going to become a hellhole under total Republican dominance. Again, we are here in Louisiana are going to suffer, but we are going to show the rest of the nation just how bad we will be as a state under total Republican domination. Again, you might say, well, Dan, there's other states that have had total Republican domination, like Texas, like Florida, and that's true. But Texas and Florida have had large Democratic-run cities that, that have been economic engines that have kept them afloat. New Orleans isn't big enough to keep Louisiana afloat. New Orleans isn't that big. It, it, it has some economic engine, like it's got tourism, there's some, there's some, there's some, you know, shipping and, and, and that comes through the port of New Orleans. You have some, you have some tourism with some cruises and stuff that comes in. You have again tourism that comes in from Mardi Gras, Jazz Fest, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it, it's not, it's not like a Houston, it's not like a Dallas, it's not like an Orlando, it's not like a Miami. You know, we, we are. We are going to show the world just how bad we can be. And we're going to go back. We used to be the number one incarcerator in the world per capita. We're going to go back to that, and we're going to just, I think, set records for just how bad we can be when it comes to incarcerations. And, and, it, it's, it's, and we should be used. As an example, in the upcoming elections and beyond, as to why you never want to go full Republican, because this is what you get. You get this level of draconian politics. You get this level of authoritarian measures. You get this level of police state. You get this level of, you know, just harsh rule. 
no, no forgiveness, no possibility of forgiveness for kids who commit crimes. <coughs> Easy eat number. You could leave now, Dad. I mean, I guess I could, but when my kids are still in school. Um, I mean, technically, I'm a remote worker, but I, I still think I'm kind of tethered to my local office for my for my for my job. So, Wes, it used to be that you had to own land to vote. Don't give Louisiana any ideas; they're going to help, they'll try and get away with that too. <clears throat> and let's 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 consider something. Um, the one thing that. I remember one thing that we talked about when when it came to John Bell Edwards and it came to all these abortion laws that were passed. Louisiana passed one of these horrible abortion laws. One of the things that Louisiana did that John Bell Edwards did when he was pushing for this horrible abortion law that has, you know, very little exceptions and horribly worded exceptions for the life of the patient was that he made sure that the wording said that life that life began at implantation not a conception. So at the moment, Louisiana is not in the situation that Alabama is when it comes to in vitro fertilization. Because our laws specifically state implantation, so IVF in Louisiana is not currently under threat. However, it doesn't mean that it won't be under threat soon because again we have a regular session and when as the as the regular session pushes forward as we have more chances for 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 um laws to be passed in the future expect that to change expect our laws on abortion to become even worse (coughs) because as i've said and one of my other Fat Man rants that I posted Tuesday morning that I talked about Monday night, the whole IVF thing wasn't a bug to the Republicans. It was a feature. That's what the, That was their end game. They don't like IVF. They don't like any form of where any patient can have any control over their own bodies when it comes to pregnancy. They think it all should be left up to God whether it's birth control pills, morning after pills, abortion pills, in vitro fertilization, etc. It should all be left up to God. Adam Westish, except expect doctors to be charged with nine murders before successfully implanting one actual child. Yeah, I mean that's why they won't that's why Alabama won't do IVF. That's why these clinics have stopped performing IVF until Alabama changes the rules because they don't want to risk being put up on charges for murder because these people who are in charge have no understanding of how science works. They'd rather put their belief systems in front of everybody else. I mean, we saw it with the Hobby Lobby ruling way back in the day when Hobby Lobby was allowed to put their beliefs as, as evidence in court. What do I mean? 
they were allowed to not cover oral contraception, oral contraception as a benefit of employment under the Affordable Care Act because it was their belief that birth control pills prevented a fertilized egg from implanting into the uterus. Therefore, they didn't want to cover it. Whereas that's complete bullshit because that's not how birth control pills work. And we used to believe that that's how birth control pills worked. It used to be the belief that birth control pills prevented ovulation, fertilization, or implantation. But later research showed that there's no evidence that birth control pills prevent implantation, that there was no difference in implantation rates with the placebos or the other ones or with the pills. So in reality, birth control pills only prevent fertilization or ovulation. But they were allowed to present their beliefs in court and say, we believe that this works, that this pill works this way. Therefore, we don't, we shouldn't have to cover it, which is a bunch of crap. They should have had to prove that the pill works that way and then say, because the pill works this way, it's a violation of our beliefs. And that's why we shouldn't be able to cover. We shouldn't be forced to cover it. And the, but the court just didn't care. And they said, okay, because you believe the pill works this way, we're, we're, we're going to let you not cover it. It's one of the dumbest rulings ever. Of course, there's also Dobbs is one of the dumbest rulings ever. Who wrote Hobby Lobby? If it was Alito, I'm going to laugh. Burwell versus Hobby Lobby. Let's see. <laughs> I was right. I was right. Alito wrote the majority opinion of Hobby Lobby as well. I'm telling you, every time you have a horrible Supreme Court real ruling, every time you have a ruling that that is just it has stupid, that's just stupid. You could just bet money that Alito wrote, that it's the, that's the opinion of Alito. Like there's, there's, you could bet money on it. It, 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 there's, there's no way. I mean, every single time I try it, I I mean, I should have thought of this the last time I did it. (coughs) When we were talking about, well, because when we were talking about when, if you go look at the, at the, um, at the, uh, at the show that I did way back when, when we covered the um i think it was what either when they leaked dobbs or when we went over the dobbs ruling and did the and did the and did the uh, concurrences and the uh and the and the dissents uh, we were going over that and we we're going over how horrible the ruling was and i was like this ruling is so bad it was as bad as selena's selena's v texas and it was as bad as good lily ledbetter versus goodyear tire because those two rulings were horrible as well and during that show, I was like, I had no idea. I was like, I guarantee you that Alita wrote those two rulings as well. And I went and looked it up. 
and Alito had wrote those two rulings as well. And I was very excited about the fact that I called it because, you know, it's just so bad. And again, I didn't know off the top of my head that Alito had written the Burrell versus Hobby Lobby ruling. But now that I look it up, Alito, joined by Robert Scalia, Kennedy, and Thomas, he wrote this ruling too. Again, it's a horrible, horrible ruling. Alito has to be one of the, if not the worst members of the Supreme Court that has ever existed on the Supreme Court. Ever. I don't know how. He must have gotten his law degree from a Cracker Jack box. I don't know how else he was able to get it. It's ridiculous. All right, let's let's go let's go through the um some of the comments here cuz I've missed some. Marie said, "Hey, little Dan. Hey, Marie." Um, easy. That's fair. Robbery is violent, non-violent crimes. You should get a second chance and not have that held against you. <coughs> of course, in Louisiana, easy. Non, it looks like non-violent crimes are not letting you get paroled either. So, um. Do, 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 do. Let's see. Easy is Louisiana very racist? Absolutely. Um, Twan, does it be fair to Louisiana? All of America is basically racist. The racism is literally written in the Constitution. That is true. We did write racism into the Constitution. I mean, the three fifths compromise. Holy crap. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Tawana, the Republicans believe the government is the problem. Well, the Republicans believe the government is the problem, and they get elected, then they prove why government is the problem, because they, they suck at it. Um, Tawana, how about mandatory vasectomies for all men in America? I mean, I mean, if, if they... Uh, they want to do if they want to have all those rules uh why not but they're they're never going to agree to that because the republicans don't want to prevent men from having control over their own bodies they want to they want to prevent they just only want to control uteruses um ivf should be legal they only throw out non-viable embryos not viable healthy embryos they ever call well I, sometimes at the end of the day if they're done with the ivf they will throw out the viable embryos um but even, but even in regular pregnancy, in regular attempts to, to try and conceive, regular healthy embryos get discarded like 30% of the time. It just, IVF, it mimics natural, natural childbirth to, almost perfectly because there's plenty of embryos that get discarded normally through the everyday practices of, 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 of the attempts to create children. But some people need help from science. Uh, they don't like that. J. 
Jeff Curry, I don't recall which idiot right winger now, but one said IVF can cause to have black kids. <laughs> that would be funny that someone used that as an excuse. Um, in Trump's speech the other day, he said he supported IVF. He has changed his time when he saw the windows blowing. Trump will always change his mind when he when he sees which way the wind is blowing because you know he doesn't have actual any beliefs. He doesn't care. He'll say whatever he needs to say to get elected, and then he'll go from there. See, Adam West is so angry, he almost got arrested for throwing away some anti-abortion sign in Hawaii. Hawaii has turned into Nazi megaland too. That's crazy. Um, sounds like the idiots outnumber the sane people in Louisiana. Um, by about two to one, it's about two thirds. Louisiana is about two thirds Republican, one third Democrat ish. Easy birth control. It helps with menstrual issues, right? It, it can. Uh, some people do use uh, birth control pills to help regulate their cycles. Uh, they, they other people use birth control pills to help with cramping issues and other uh, issues that are not related to actually preventing birth birth, birth. Um, and Republicans don't care because as long as it's a pill that 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 prevents birth, the Republicans are going to be against it. Ba, 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 ba. Republicans want to shrink government so so much to drown it in a bathtub. Well, I always, to quote Hal and Carlin, I always say Republicans want to shrink government so much that it can sh- shove it up people's vaginas. That's what I say. Um, GOP strategy, defund program, uh, prove government programs don't work, privatized program, transfer taxes to billionaires. Yep. Uh, soon masturbation will be illegal if you spill that seed in red states, so they'll ban condoms and ban masturbation in red states outside of marriage. Uh, Rich, why is it called menstruation and not women's duration? Because every because every bad thing starts with men, don't you know? Uh, <laughs> All right, let's let's scroll back up now in the Twitch chat. See, See, that dude really hates women. Alito, yeah. Um, Can I get a child child tax credit for frozen embryos? Human being asked in Twitch. That's the first thing I thought of when when they came out with the ruling saying that uh, that frozen embryos were the same as people. I was like, hey, why shouldn't I, should I be able to, can I get, can I freeze some embryos and get, and get child tax credits for that? Can I, can I write, write, can I write those embryos off on my taxes now? Because, hey, if they're the same as children, why not? Hitman, can you tell me one good thing this administration has done? Uh, Yes. Um, the student hit the student loan um the student loan uh plans that they did the save plan for student loans that has helped people um uh, making student loan payments 
who are in student loan repayment, uh, the fact that they did that they did a one-time adjustment uh, because the student loan um, administrators or the, uh, the, the the companies that make money for like handling and processing and maintaining the student loan payments uh, encourage so many people to go into like forbearance. They push these people into forbearance and they push these people into <coughs> into deferments that are not in school deferments. Keeping, their, keeping them in their loans for longer than they needed to be so that uh, so they, they could keep collecting their monies for servicing the loans, um, keeping them, letting their loans, letting their debt grow and grow and grow over the course of the period. So their loans just got higher and higher and higher. Um, and they got more and more in debt. So the, the Biden administration basically said, yes, we are going to uh, count those times spent in uh, forbearance when you were responsibly put into forbearance or non in school deferment, we're going to count that as time spent in repayment. And as such, you know, as a one-time adjustment, count that as a repayment towards the total amount of repayment years. And then, so then that now there are people who have hit their repayment year threshold and as such are now having their student loans written off under the terms of their student loans. That's one of the, one of the many good things that the Biden administration uh, has done uh, to help many Americans uh, in this country better than any other of the presidents when it comes to student loans ever, better than, better than any other president when it comes to student loans. Um, so that is... That is one thing that uh, Joe Biden has done. And the loan debt was already paid. Like the student loan debt, like if, if it's being forgiven, that, that, that money has already been spent by the federal government because it's already federally held. So it doesn't cost an additional cent. If a student loan is already held by the federal government, Forgiving that loan doesn't cost you any more money. Like if I loaned you 20 bucks and then I decide somewhere down the road that I'm going to forgive your debt, it doesn't cost me any more money to forgive that loan. So if the federal government is holding that loan because it has already spent the money to, to loan you the money and the federal government says, okay, now we're going to forgive that loan, then, then the federal government is not spending a single dime more, a single penny more to forgive that debt. So the idea that the people are now paying more money to, to forgive that loan is a lie being spread by the people who don't want these people to have these loans forgiven. Furthermore, the student loan document, the, the student loan, uh, the student loan promissory note that people sign when they, uh, when they sign for their student loans, includes many forgiveness provisions. I know this because when I was 18 years old, shockingly enough, I decided to read my student loan documents. I didn't just sign it all willy-nilly. I decided, oh, this is a pretty big document. Let me go ahead and read it. I think I did it while I was on the can one day. I decided to read it. Um, that is not true, Hitman. When you say a loan is a loan and if you don't pay it, you're in default. That's not true. 
there, there are forgiveness provisions in the loans. And when you, when you sign the, that student loan document, when you sign the, sign the promissory note, in that promissory note includes provisions for forgiveness. Now, if I sign a contract with you, if you and I sign a contract, why should I not be able to take advantage of all the provisions of that contract that are available to me? You cannot give me, and nobody has been able to give me any reason why I, as a sign, as a signatory to a promissory note, why I should not be able to take advantage of a provision in a contract that I signed. So if I sign a contract, I should get to take advantage of a provision. And if, and if that contract includes language that says that after 20 years of minimum payments, that I get to write off the rest of my loans, then guess what? I get to take advantage of that and I get to write off the rest of my loans after 20 years of payments. And not allowing me to do that is a breach of the contract that the government signed with me. Period. Meanwhile, I'm assuming, Hitman, that you're voting for Trump. Since you're saying you're an American citizen and you're saying that you're, 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 you're opposing Biden, I'm assuming that you're voting for Trump. If you are going to vote for Trump, you're voting for somebody who has made a career out of avoiding paying debts. He would make deals with people. He would sign contracts with people to, to do business for his jobs. For his for his businesses, and then <clears throat> at the end, when the work was done, he would say, "Well, I'm not paying the rest of it. I'm only going to pay you this much for the work." And when the people would say, "But you agreed to pay me X, not Y," they would say, "Trump would say, okay, well, you can sue me, and you can you can pay a lawyer, and we can tie it up in court, and it's going to cost you so much money to be able to, you know, to sue me, and you're going to spend so much money bringing this to court." Or you could just accept this settlement as, as the final payment and let that be the end of it. So if you don't like when people don't pay their debts, why are you voting for Trump? I'm going to remind the people on Twitch, we have the same rules as we do on YouTube. Don't attack the person making the arguments, attack the arguments being made. If you have a problem with an individual person who's making arguments, attack the argument that's being made, don't attack the person. We want to keep this above, above board. We want to keep, we want to keep this at a at a good level, right? Yep. Each chump made corporate tax cuts permanent, middle class tax cuts temporary. The expire in twenty twenty six. Yep. <coughs> 
can QB if a loan is a loan, then why was Trump able to sue Deutsche Bank for predatory loan practices on his Chicago tower? Yep. PPP cost us 170000 to 257000 a piece and did not actually help workers. Yep. And that's the thing. Loan is a loan, but PPP loans got forgiven, right? I mean, I got a PPP loan. Actually, I'll, I'll disagree with you, Ken. I got a PPP loan. It helped me a lot. And I'm a worker, but I was an independent contractor. So I got to, I got the benefit because I was an independent contractor. I was my own worker. So therefore I got the benefit of, the, I was, I was one of the people who was actually supposed to take out a PPP loan. Unlike a lot of the businesses that took out PPP loans and then abused them. But many people abused PPP loans. But now the PPP loans were actually, you know, technically ended up being grants, but they, I guess they, they made them loans just to try and make it so that if people try to take advantage of them, that, that, that some people who did would have to pay them back. So what they should have done during COVID was they should have just paid everybody the minimum amount of money. The, the minimum they should have just instead of making the unemployment rate the unemployment thing for only people that are unemployed they should have just paid everybody what was the un, what they were getting for the extra unemployment and they should have just paid that to everybody and just said okay this is what you're getting paid we're paying this you know if, if, if and just count it don't count it as income so if you're unemployed it, it's like a tax credit if you're unemployed you're getting your unemployment plus this tax credit if you're employed and you have to go to work, it's like a hazard pay. So you're getting money, and, and so you're getting a little extra money regardless of where the it's coming from, and it would, it would have helped everybody out. And it, you wouldn't have to have lots of extra paperwork. You wouldn't have had the rigmarole of having to deal with uh, all, of, all of the going through the banks and having banks processed and everything. It would have been much easier to deal with. <coughs> but... Nobody listens to me. So it's a hitman. Okay, sir, when the war starts, I'll come back to see you. Four years ago, I was much better placed financially, and then the illegal immigration that's going on in this country will be to what? I don't even understand what that sentence means, hitman. Um, what war is starting? I don't know what war is starting. Um, Four years ago, I, I became a, I was in a much better place in 2021 because uh, I was able to find a much better job in 2021. So I don't know what you're talking about. I, I lost I lost a good job uh, during the Trump during the Trump administration. Um, I had to Uber and Lyft for most of that, um, and then I jumped from job to job for a little bit, uh, and then I did find one nice job at the beginning of 2020, but then covid hit and his mismanagement his bungling of covid um made it so that i couldn't work in the office and as such i uh i had to stay home and then that that made that work dry up and then i didn't get a, a good work until april of the next year when biden was already in office so i had i had good i had a, my, i'm much better off financially now that biden is president so
Yeah, I agree with you. It did not help the employees that it was supposed to help. There was a much better way that it could have been implemented, but it wasn't implemented in that way because Donald Trump was president and he wasn't going to implement a program that helped actual people. He was going to help he was going to help corporations as much as he could under the guise of helping people in order to get the Democrats to help to help him pass it. So. Uh, I'm still getting a kick out of the fact that I was right. That Alito also wrote the opinion on Hobby Lobby. Hilarious. But yeah, another thing I wanted to talk about today. <coughs> Look, Kiera, did they order the Trump shoes before you could? Yes. <coughs> I would bet dollars to donuts that the Trump shoes were, were made by the labor of undocumented migrants. I guarantee you that the Trump shoes were made by undocumented, either made by undocumented migrants or made by Chinese labor. One of the two. Let me, let me, let me look it up. Uh, who manufactured Trump gold shoes? Who makes the shoes? A company based out of Sheridan, Wyoming, called 45 Footwear, is reportedly the shoe manufacturer. So would that make it the sole manufacturer? Wait, hold on. I, I need to do that joke again. So would that make them the sole manufacturer? Wyoming's full time share. It doesn't really say who's making them. I'm trying this. It doesn't say, it says that a company, it says what company is making them, but it doesn't actually say where their manufacturing. It just says that a shady manufacturer is making them. Let's see. Trump gold player shoes quickly sold out. Uh, presence of shoes, uh, blah, 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 blah. It, it remains unclear where they are being made and by whom. Website established to sell the sneaker says the designs are trademarked by CIC Ventures LLC and are not designed, manufactured, or sold by Donald J. Trump, the Trump Organization, or any of their respective affiliates or principals. CIC Adventures LLC was established in Palm Beach, Florida, after being formed in Delaware. At the time, its two managers were listed by Nicholas Luna, who served as Trump personal assistant in the White House, and John B. Marion IV, a local lawyer who worked for Trump. State Business Records Show, New York Times journalist Ken Benzinger previously reported CSC Ventures had licensed Trump's image and likeness for the $99 NFT trading cards. 
that the former president promoted in late 2022. The trading card website says his likeness is licensed from TIC Digital, a distinct corporation registered in Delaware. As of the latest filing in 2023, Marion was the only person registered as a member of the company. The address given for the company is that of the Trump International Golf Club in West Palm Beach. The Trump sneaker website says that though the trademarks are owned by CAC Ventures, 45 Footwear LLC, uses the Trump name, image, and likeness under a license agreement, which may be terminated and revoked according to its terms. 45 Footwear LLC was established on January 31st this year, registered in Sheridan, Wyoming, a city with a population of 19,000. It's registered address and assuming an unassuming building on an industrial estate in the southwest of the city is that of a local law firm which specializes in establishing LLCs in the state, and his address is used for numerous other companies. The name listed on the filings of 45 Footwear is Andrew Pierce, a paralegal uh, for the law firm in Wyoming, um, who previously lived in the Caribbean, where he owned a successful business development company and learned to navigate the various tax regimes each island offered to maximize value for his investors. That's not shady. Uh, Newsweek approached Pierce via company on Monday with questions about where the sneakers were being manufactured, as well as why Wyoming had been chosen. Has not received response. Newsweek has also contacted the Trump campaign via email. The sneakers website does not does stress that the brand is not political and has nothing to do with any political campaign. Of course, because I'm sure the Trump name has been licensed directly to him, so that he's making money from the shoes directly. So it doesn't have anything to do with his campaign in and of itself. Um, but. I can't seem to find anything that states where they are being made or who are making them. So, yes, it's just another grift. I love my gold shoes. They're the best shoes. No one has any better shoes. Then, of course, you had the the just the clip clip with the the the, the Pee Wee Herman from Wish guy who was saying that this is going to be why black people like him because you know he's making shoes and black people like shoes whatever CIC equals commander in chief do you think he's getting a backdoor cut oh he's, he's not getting a backdoor cut he's he's getting the licensing fees for the you for using the Trump name. Yeah, so just your regular mom and pop small business, exactly. Um, one of the other things to talk about is uh, after we talked about the Louisiana thing was, of course, uh, the Supreme Court, instead of just allowing the D.C. Court of Appeals uh, ruling to stand and saying that, hey, uh, Donald Trump, you don't have immunity. The Supreme Court's like, hey, we're going to finally take this case up, and we're going to we're going to uh, <coughs> we're going to um, we're going we're going to uh, hear the arguments in April, in just under two months, uh, as to uh, whether or not uh, Donald Trump 
actually has immunity or not. Now, I don't know why, because everybody seems to say that the argument that was made by the um, D.C. Court of Appeals uh, was, was, was very cut and dry. It was a very solid argument. That there was no reason for them to take this case up. So the only reason for them to take this case up is either A, they want to have the final say, and or B, they want to have the final say while allowing Trump to avoid a, a case. So if you look at the Vox thing, um, the Supreme Court just handed Trump an astonishing victory, so much for the rule of law. Um, <coughs> let's see. Um, basically, the by, and basically by by saying that uh, that are going to take it up in April, this basically means that the D.C. case is now delayed for an additional two months, um, probably at least two and a half months, maybe more, um, because not only do they have to wait for the Supreme Court to hear it, then the Supreme Court has to come out with their ruling. <clears throat> and we all know that's just because the Supreme Court hears it in April doesn't mean that they're going to hear. There's going to they're not going to release their ruling in April, most likely. Uh, some people are even saying that they'll most likely give their ruling in July, on the last day of the court. And if they do that, that's that's even a bigger gift to Donald Trump. If they wait till July to do it, I mean, they could do it. They, they're, they're doing an expedited hearing, but that doesn't mean they have to dive in to give an expedited ruling. Now, one would like to think that, they, that given their urgency, that they would give an expedited ruling, but you have Clarence Thomas and Alito and Gorsuch and Kavanaugh and Barrett, all people who are basically probably very happy with an impending Donald Trump presidency and who don't want to interfere with his opportunity to become president. So, and who knows about Roberts? Maybe Roberts does, maybe Roberts doesn't. I don't know. But yeah, it's very well possible that this decision by the Supreme Court, even if the Supreme Court ultimately says the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals was correct, that Trump does not have full immunity, that it still might cause him to not have to deal with a trial in this particular case by the time an election takes place. According to Vox.com, yeah, Austin Tensible reason for the court's order putting the trial on ice is that the court needs time to consider a weak appeal challenging a ruling by Tanya Chutkin, the judge presiding over the D.C. criminal trial. According to Trump, the Constitution forbids any prosecution of any former president for any official act. Implications of this argument are astounding, and the Trump's lawyers haven't exactly tried to hide them. During one court hearing, the former president's lawyers told the judge that Trump could not be prosecuted even if he ordered SEAL Team 6 to assassinate a political rival, unless Trump was also impeached and convicted by the Senate. And of course, we talked about this on our show previously because they are hypocrites when it comes to that, because they also made the argument that in order for him to be, because they brought, they brought up both the argument that he would have to be impeached and convicted in order for him to then be 
brought up on criminal charges, but they also brought up the argument that the um, uh, double jeopardy would come into play. If so if he's so because he was brought up on charges and impeachment charges and not convicted, then he could that he can't be brought up on charges now. But if double jeopardy comes into play, which it doesn't, but if double jeopardy were to come into play on a non-conviction, double jeopardy would come into play on conviction too. So you can't have it both ways. They're just throwing spaghetti on the wall and trying to hope which see which sticks. Easy. Roberts is the one stopgap. I I think he won't delay in light of Bush versus Gore. Problem is, is that he's not a stopgap though because he's only one of four at that point. Because you still have five. You have Alito, Thomas, Gorsuch, Barrett, and uh, and uh, Kavanaugh. Um, Trump has now, with Wednesday's ruling, leveraged his ridiculous legal argument to delay his DC trial at least four and a half months. And the delay will likely extend much longer because the court will need time to produce an opinion. The court will hear oral arguments in late April. Simply put, the Wednesday order is a disaster for anyone hoping that Trump may face trial before the November election. And because the nominal reason for this order is to give the justices more time to decide if the president is completely above the law, this decision raises serious doubts about whether the court can be trusted to oversee Trump-related cases in a nonpartisan manner, which is, you know, basically the point of the whole thing. Um... Now who knows? Maybe they'll come. Maybe they'll reach their decision quickly. Maybe it will be a short opinion. Maybe it will be a, you know, we're going to listen to the arguments by the attorneys and then we're going to come out with a ruling in the next three days afterwards. Who knows? Maybe we'll get lucky. I'm not holding my breath on it. I wouldn't expect anybody else to hold my breath on that. On hold their breaths on it either. But you know. They're going to, you know, at least Thomas, I think, because since, you know, Thomas should recuse himself, first of all. But he's not going to. Because of his wife. But the absurdity of this whole thing is. Like, there's, there's no reason absolutely no reason for them to, to for them to look at this any more than, than it already has been looked at. I still I still have yet to call into the conservative talk show that I call in and basically say, look, because I want to call into the show and be like, look, Jeff, Jeff, the conservative talk show host that I call into and say, Jeff, if Hunter Biden, if there's indisputable evidence that that Hunter Biden legitimately and absolutely lied on his taxes, like not just a mistake on his taxes, but actually committed fraud, then fine, he should go to jail. And then if there was evidence to show that Joe Biden used his office to help to help him cover up that fact, then you would think that the Republicans would use that to bring articles of impeachment against President Biden. And they would quickly do so. They would pass them, and they would pass them on to the Senate. The Senate, being run by Democrats, would probably then say, well, since y'all wouldn't impeach and and convict Donald Trump on his clear crimes that were against him, we're going to not convict Joe Biden 
on his on these alleged crimes. Let the justice system let's let's follow what Mitch McConnell's head. <coughs> let the criminal justice system do what the criminal justice system does. However, according to the arguments made by Trump's attorneys, what the Supreme Court is now going to hear, if the Supreme Court agrees with the Supreme Court agrees with the with the arguments being made by Trump's attorneys, then if he's not convicted on articles of impeachment, then Joe Biden could not be convicted in a criminal court for any actions taking place by Joe Biden during his tenure as president. It's as simple as that. Is that what you really want? Is that what they really want? Because that, that, that's a flipping of what the Republicans keep saying. The Republicans keep saying, if Donald Trump doesn't have immunity, then you can bring up Obama and Clinton and Biden on, all, on, on whatever charges you know, for crimes that they may have done during office. And we're like, okay, so if they did crimes, fine, bring it up. Cool. But the other way around is, do you want it that way? If, 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 Biden, if, if presidents have full immunity for things they do while in office, do you want to have it that way? Do you want Biden to be untouchable? Because that's, that's what you're arguing. You're arguing that Biden can't be touched for anything he's done. By making this argument that Trump is untouchable, Biden's untouchable too. <clears throat> Tim Farrell, this is all Mitch McConnell's fault. Yep, it is. Because Mitch McConnell wouldn't allow... Um, Obama to replace uh, Scalia and then hypocritically wouldn't allow um, wouldn't wouldn't allow wouldn't let us force wouldn't allow us to wait to see the results of the election of 2020 to see who would relate replace Ginsburg so It's easy, easy saying. Roberts is the one. Blah, 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 blah. Alito will defend Thomas. Thomas will be unable to preside since his wife defended potentially in many Trump cases. See, I don't think so. I don't think Thomas is going to recuse himself. I don't think he'll recuse himself at all. I think he'll stay on, and I don't think anybody's going to argue with him about it. Even if some, even if, even if some of the other justices might have an opinion that he should recuse himself, he won't. Chris, I mean that's true. Chris, Chris does have a point. If uh, if the Supreme Court rules that 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 presidents have full immunity and and that they could do whatever the hell they want to do during their election, during their presidency, I mean, and 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 as long as they're not impeached for it, then why wouldn't Biden be able to? pull the SEAL Team 6 strategy out of his butt and then have the issue dealt with that way for the good of the country, right? I mean, Biden could just do that. Be like, well, he says we have full, I have full immunity, so I'm, I have full immunity, right? And then will the Senate, the Senate, would the Senate convict him? 
Probably not. The Senate wouldn't convict him because the Senate would refuse to, the Republicans in the Senate refused to convict Trump for his acts of sedition. So. I was going to hit the button, but I hit the wrong, I was in the wrong area. Hold on. There it is. Nope. There it is. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. <coughs> if presidents are never culpable, what's the point of judicial or legislative? That's a good point, human being. I don't know. If presidents could do whatever they want, there's no point in having a check and balance on the office of the executive. But there are arguments that were made in when we went over one of the rulings, there are arguments that are made that, that basically show why the, why the president has some immunity and why the, doesn't, why, why the court has power to review actions of the president where the president has immunity the, the the president is able to do things when it comes to policy but not when it comes to law if that's that's basically the the very high 50,000 view foot point of view thing What else do we want to talk about before I rest my throat again for the <clears throat> and take another early break for today because you know I don't want to push myself too much again. Um, we have um, a Michigan man has been sentenced for more than three years in prison for assaulting law enforcement officers. Um, Judge Tanya Chutkin. Uh, sentenced Michael Joseph Foy, 32, to 40 months in prison and two years of supervised release for actions he took during a capital attack. He was convicted of obstruction of official proceeding and assaulting, resisting, or impeding certain officers for those actions last year in a stipulated bench trial. Court documents showed Foy traveled from Wixom, Michigan, to the nation's capital to attend Stop the Steal, according to the press release from the U.S. Attorney's Office for District of Columbia. He attended wearing an American flag around his shoulders, carried a Trump 2020 flag that was attached to a hockey stick. Uh, the press release stated Foy pushed his way through the mob of protesters to the entrance of the Lower West Terrace Tunnel of the Capitol building where he picked up a sharp metal pole and threw it over the head of rioters into the body of a police officer. The pole knocked the officer into the archway and Foy proceeded to use his hockey stick to attack the police. Video footage showed Foy swinging his hockey stick and hitting officers at least 11 times within 16 seconds including an officer who was already injured on the ground and another one who was knocked backwards. Court documents said that Foy swung his hockey stick over his head and downward at police officers as if he was chopping wood with an axe. Body-worn camera taken from a police officer prone on the ground shows Foy swinging down onto the officer's exposed body. Court documents says Foy attacked an officer in the face, head, neck, and body area, and not in self-defense. Presley said he shouted, let's go, to other riders after assaulting multiple officers with a hockey stick. He then proceeded to climb through the shattered window, breaking, bringing his hockey stick with him. Um, I'm sure they're going to call uh, Foy a um, 
one of the uh, January 6th hostages. You know, I'm sure that's I'm sure Trump has referred to him as a hostage because, you know, they're idiots. But good. That's another peer person who's in the find out stage after effing around. Um, GOP senator in the in the U.S. Senate, Cindy Hyde-Smith from Mississippi, um, blocks legislation protecting in vitro fertilization access. Senator Tammy Duckworth of Illinois wanted to pass a bill with unanimous consent that would uh, protect in vitro fertilization. Uh, several Republican senators have uh, wanted IVF left to the state level and not at the federal level. Um, but they wanted, but this decision, uh, Tammy Duckworth wanted to protect it, uh, IVF, because she's used IVF in the past to have her children. After decades of struggling with infertility, she says, after her service in Iraq, she was only able to get pregnant through the miracle of IVF. IVF is the reason I get to experience the chaos and the beauty, the stress and the joy that is motherhood. IVF made her family. It made her heart whole. It made my life full. Uh, she noted that three of her five embryos were deemed non-viable and that under the Alabama court's interpretation, she would have had to either implant them, endure miscarriages, or discard them and face criminal charges. That's the level of cruelty we're facing. That's the kind of future that we're fighting to prevent, where frozen embryos have more rights than the women who would carry them. Though she argued that she supports the ability for mothers and fathers to have total access for IVF, Hyde-Smith says she would not support Duckworth's legislation. The bill before us today is a vast overreach that is full of poison pills that go way too far, far beyond ensuring legal access to IVF. The Mississippi Republican said the bill did not include limits on genetic engineering, surrogacy, or even cloning. Duckworth disagreed. The bill does three things and three things only. It protects the rights of individuals to seek assisted reproductive technology without fear of being prosecuted. It preserves the right of physicians to provide the assisted reproductive technology without fear of being prosecuted. And it also allows insurance companies to cover assisted reproductive technology. So, of course, the Republicans are not willing to put their money where their mouth is. Because, again, as I said before in the show, uh, the Republicans really do not want IVF to be a thing. Uh, the elimination of IVF in Alabama is not a bug. It's a feature of their plans. And don't let anybody fool you into believing otherwise. They may want to downplay the damage that this is causing them. But in reality, they don't want in vitro fertilization. They don't agree with in vitro fertilization. They don't believe that it should be a thing. They're against it. These politicians are against it. Why are they against it? Because a significant percentage of their, a significant enough of, of enough of a percentage of their voters are against it. So they have to be against it enough to not lose those voters. You might have 70, 75% of the Republican voters who may totally support IVF, but that doesn't matter. Because if the Republicans lose that 25% of the, of the extreme wackadoodles, they're done. So they have to make sure that they pander to those extreme wackadoodles. Because those other 75% aren't going anywhere. They're still going to vote Republican, even if the Republicans do wacky, wacky crap on IVF, for the most part.
What else? And of course, we have Donald Trump. Uh, judge rules against him. Um, he tried to appeal um, him having to pay a post of bond um, during his appeal um, for his fraud judgment. The judge said no. Um, he, Trump proposed posting $100 million, saying that it would be impossible to provide the entire $454 million judgment. But let, Judge, Attorney General Letitia James argued he should have to post the entire amount. New York appellate judge rejected an emergency request Wednesday from Donald Trump to post a $100 million bond while appealing what he called an exorbitant and punitive $454 million fraud judgment against him. State Attorney General Letitia James opposed Trump's request and asked for the former president to have to post the entire judgment to ensure the state would be paid if he loses his appeal. Judge Anil Singh of the state's Court of Appellate Division ruled Trump has to post a bond for the entire judgment and that his three-year probation against running a corporation in New York would remain in force. However, he did allow Trump's two adult sons to run the Trump organization while the appeal is considered. Despite the trial imposing a similar prohibition on Eric Trump and Donald Trump Jr., the business prohibition also bars him from getting loans from financial institutions chartered or registered in the state. Singh's temporary ruling now heads to a five-judge appellate panel to determine how much Trump must post to avoid paying the full judgment while he appeals. Singh set a deadline of March 11th for the Attorney General's office to file a written argument against Trump's request for a lower bond. Trump will then have until March 18th to respond. The clock is ticking on the appeals panel. The $454 million judgment against Trump comes due 30 days after judgment, which is finalized on February 23rd. So he going to lose some money. Ha, ha, ha. Is they're against it because they don't want women having babies due to the miracles of modern science. Exactly. Well, they don't want people having control of their own reproduction, uh, reproduction period. They don't want they don't want them having control over their bodies over with IVF. They don't want them having control over their bodies with birth control pills, with morning after pills, with abortion pills, with abortion period. They don't want they don't want they don't want them to have control over anything because any 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 control over themselves means they can't control them. And they want control. <laughs> Chris, so much for Mr. You Gotta Pay Your Bills. Yep, exactly. As uh as what's his face in on the Twitch chat. You know, Trump does Trump keeps trying to fight Trump always fights against wanting to pay his bills. Trump is told to pay his bills, Trump says, I don't want to pay my bills. <coughs> Just like a Beyonce song, can you pay my bills? Can you pay my telephone bills? Can you pay my court bills? Maybe then, maybe we can chill. <laughs> um. Anyway, Donald Trump does R&B and rap. Is that usually what, what my show comes to? Me doing a bad imitation of Donald Trump doing rap songs? <laughs> Anyway, uh, I don't think you do, so you and me are through. <laughs> yeah, Big Hook's room court stepped in the Jack Smith case, and the trial may not be able to finish before the action. Yeah, we, we already talked about that. Um, 
unfortunately that's the case. Um, maybe the New York trial will be able to step in and maybe maybe he'll he'll go to maybe he'll get a criminal conviction in New York. Who knows what's going on with the um I was watching the train wreck that was the hearing of the former law partner of the alleged boyfriend of uh the uh Atlanta AG. That was just a train wreck. I mean, you had the two attorneys just attacking the guy and just almost yelling at the guy. And he was like, I don't recall. I don't recall. I'm like, you don't recall? Dude. I don't recall. And then, like, the other guy objecting. Objection, hearsay. Well, this is the, 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 the judge saying, well, yes, this is hearsay, but it's, it's a, it's a um, exception to the normal hearsay rule. But then the other attorney kept on trying to get things done, and the judge is like, "No, you have to lay. <coughs> you have improper foundation. This, that, the other." It got to the point where it was just so repetitive. I was trying to keep up with it, and I was just like, "No, I'm changing the station. I couldn't handle it anymore. I couldn't handle. Uh, I couldn't handle watching it anymore because it was just the same thing over and over. It was just basically him saying." I don't recall, I don't recall, I don't recall, I don't recall over and over and over again. And I was just like, okay, enough. This is, I'm done. I'm done with it. So who knows if that trial is going to ever get finished by the time um, the election rolls around. Um, I was kind of hoping that trial would get finished. But it's, you know, at the end of the day. Um, because to me that one was the one that was good to, that seemed to have the most teeth uh, as when it came to a state level trial. I don't know. I don't the New York level trial, which seems to but the one with the New York criminal trial where he's illegally spending like campaign funds or whatever, where it's like he's they're claiming that he's violating federal law. I don't know how you as a state official can claim a violation of federal law and in, in claiming a violation of state law. I don't know, know how that quite works. I don't know how you quite square that circle. Um, so, but who knows? Maybe because, because you had the situation where now we don't know when this D.C. case is going to ever take place or if it's going to take place before the election. Now you have a hole in the calendar where another case could just slide right in and go. So maybe you'll have an opportunity for another case to be able to go right in there and say, okay, now here's an opportunity for Donald Trump to actually have a, another maybe guilty, a guilty, uh, another guilty uh, verdict maybe come down before the election. Because if there's a guilty, if there, there, there are some voters out there who are Trump voters who have said that if, if he's found guilty by a jury, that that would be enough for have them to have them say no. Maybe. I mean, they say that now. Who knows? Oh, there is one thing I wanted to play before. <coughs> yeah, Nathan Wade is the one I was talking about in DC. There is one more thing that I did want to talk about or did want to play beforehand that was I was rather amused over. Um, it was something that the Jimmy Kimmel program had on that it's something that I actually have done on the, on Jeff Carrera's show as well before. Um, I've called into Jeff Carrera's program one time, and I was like, you know, I think it's terrible 
that Joe Biden did this. And I think it's terrible. Joe Biden did this, blah, 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 blah. Don't you agree? And they're like, yeah, I agree. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm sorry. It wasn't Joe Biden. It was Donald Trump. And, you know, so I was able to fool them with that. So I saw this on, on the news the other day. And if you didn't see this, um, I did feel that, that this is something that should be seen. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm declaring fair use here just because I want to review this as well. Um, that's the other case I was talking about. I think the Bragg election interference case in Manhattan. Um, I think that's, that's, I think there's claims in the Bragg election interference case where I think there's sort of claims of violations of federal law that kind of, I don't know how they square the circle with the Bragg election interference case. Um, but this is just amazing how these people just was completely just stop on a dime and completely change their point of view just simply because they change who the person they're talking about is. So here we go. Let's, uh, let's, let's play this real quick before we stop the show.
So yeah, there you go. Damn, and that got uh that got flagged. Holy crap. <laughs> We've detected video in your stream belonging to somebody else. Your I don't know what it says. Nice. I don't know if that's a if that's a strike or not or whatever. We'll have to deal with that later. <coughs> I don't know if that's good, if that's going to get muted or what, but wow. Anywho, so yeah, that's crazy. Just the uh, the uh, the ability of people to just change on a dime just because it's somebody else. Uh, is 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 now the person that's being uh, talked about, and not them, is just absurd. So, anywho, um, they they don't even see the problem with 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 what they're do with what they're doing and what they say, and you know those people will just I guess never never can be reached, and I think those are the type of people that are just lost and. I don't know how you ever can think to get those people back, but hopefully there are many of plenty of others who are more reasonable. And I hope. And, and here's the thing: I'm sure that in the process of them interviewing people, that there were probably other people who were consistent who didn't make the cut for TV. Just kind of like how when I've, I've been critical of Stephen Crowder, um, when Stephen Crowder probably doesn't pick the liberals who he interviews who make good arguments and who, who stand up to his arguments and who actually can, uh, can, can be consistent and who actually, you know, look intelligent. Stephen Crowder, when he does his on the street stuff, will probably, you know, avoid uh, putting people on his channel that will, um, will make him look dumb. So I'm sure the Jimmy Kimmel people are not taking the, the, the Trump supporters who, will say, we'll either know, oh, no, it's not something that Donald Trump said, or they'll be like, you know, yeah, I don't like that Donald Trump said that either, but whatever. So, anyway. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. So so there is that little bit of issue that goes on with that. Um, So you have to take that with with whatever grains of salt. Uh, But still, those people exist those people are out there voting and it's just cringe that they're willing to, to just turn that quickly around just because it was their guy that was being accused of the thing when it was the other person, the other guy there is so willing to jump on, jump, jump, jump. On. Oh, that guy has dementia. No, it was your guy. Oh, well, here's a good reason for it. So silly. <laughs> puff puff pass human mess being puff puff pass so anywho it's we've done two hours today i think that's good for the day again i don't want to overstrain my voice need to make sure that i don't um i don't want to i don't want to you know I'm, i feel myself again getting a little bit on the horse side i don't want to force too much so <coughs> Chris, yeah, grain of salt, it would take a whole salt lick at this point, pretty much. Um, but anyway, um, I will be back um, again next week. Um, 
I want to be able to make sure that I keep up the uh, keep the voice good and healthy. And I've been kind of tired this week anyway as well, so maybe I can get some more rest uh, tonight. Anyway, so thanks everybody for stopping by and hanging through the technical difficulties. Appreciate you all. Uh, this is the end of today's episode of Liberal Day and Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Remember, I will be back Monday, regular time, 8 p.m. Central, here on liberaldayandradio.com, which is the YouTube channel, or on twitch.tv slash liberaldayandradio. You can uh, remember to use your Amazon Prime subscription to uh, subscribe for free. You can use your... Um, uh, you can you can, you can subscribe. Otherwise, you can get subscriptions, super chat, get uh, memberships on YouTube. Remember, if you have used your Twitch subscription or your your Prime already, good to be coming for you up in soon. Um, I'm Cider, Venmo, comment, like, share on YouTube, all that other good stuff. Again, until next week. Same bat time, same bat channel, Little Bay Radio. Talk to the left, that's right.
Mm-hmm. 